$50,000 for 30 days of, of rehab. These are people who, you know, desperately needed the help mm-hmm. and their Medi-Cal plan covered it or their, you know, whatever Ob- Obamacare insurance plan they had covered it. And, and some of them show up and they get it. They get the idea of, of, of sobriety and, and, you know, doing whatever particular program they're doing and they, you know, and they keep coming back and some of these people have stayed in for years. Uh, Oh, sure. It's really nice. Yeah. It's sort of like, I think probably I can only imagine that one thing quote we would say in the community is like, well, whatever brought you in and whatever's working for you, that's probably within, um, some ethical guidelines and doing no harm to other people and improving yourself, like whatever works. Um, yeah, but I was thinking that, uh, I can only imagine that I, I, I'm just going to venture a guess that most of these rehabs or sober living experiences are 12 influenced by the 12 step programs or 12 step based. I mean, I've definitely seen that they encourage their clients, participants, members to go out to meetings, you know, get, get slips signed, things like that. So, so they are putting some faith in stock in the program. And I, I've also seen in my limited experience going in to do service work that, uh, there are counselors like LCSWs, license, uh, something social workers, social workers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and MFTs and, and <clears throat> other people who are encouraging that as well and offering, I think, counseling and therapy and other supportive services. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I also heard, I mean, I don't know. I've just like, I suppose that I have formulated this opinion. This is my opinion um, based on whatever information that I have that there is this dark side to it. And I guess, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just sharing about what's what, where I'm coming from. And I suppose I do have this kind of like, I, I could be wrong, um, but like this, this militancy, <laughs> Pegasus won't be surprised. I think that's sort of like, you got to just come into the program and keep your head down and do this thing. You don't need to go to rehab, whatever. I'm not going to share that. I'm not going to be, I don't want to be intolerant. I want to be loving and accepting. And, but I, that's somewhere in the back of my mind, if I'm completely honest, you know, I think some people <laughs> need a lockdown. They need to be locked down right. to, to lose the access, right. the ready access. That's a good point. And in some of the programs, uh, I don't want to mention any names, but, you know, there's a couple of really prominent ones here in San Francisco. And okay. uh, one of them, they do put you on lockdown for 30, sometimes 60 wow. days. And, and, you know, no access to phones or the Internet. Um, I think supervised access to the Internet to send email to your family. Um, but no going outside. Uh, you know, you're pretty much just confined to quarters. And then... You know, then they let you off it and boom, you can go out to meetings for a couple of hours. It's neat. Right. Yeah. No, when you mentioned that, actually, I think to myself, like I could definitely, I mean, even today in my life or irrespective of sobriety, I could use a lockdown where I'm not glued to my phone. So I (laughs) I see great benefits for that uh, from recovery or otherwise about being present and connecting with what matters and not having distractions and not being around unsafe environments. So you make a good case there. Yeah. Where's your willpower, son? Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Whoever whoever, and wherever you are out there, you got to watch this John Oliver thing and Pegasus. You got to watch it. 
uh, because he also has this hilarious ad from the 1980s with a very young Brandy Carlisle saying that she just just quit. I just quit. And then he comments that like after the ad, she was like on Coke for 20 years <laughs> and, and was like, I'm surprised I didn't lose my nose. I'm just like horribly, you know, paraphrasing Ouch. or not so horribly paraphrasing John Oliver's like, I'm not even into his show, but I love that because I love the topic. But uh, yeah, being on lockdown, I can see that I mean, from my own personal experience. I mean, I do share on rare occasion that my ex my quote rehab type experience or lockdown experience was that my dad played the the biggest role um i had a lot of support from some friends sisters some friends where i was and and definitely um an inner circle sort of tight-knit group that was really helping me out when i hit bottom and tr was trying to get my act together and um in a very you know yeah desperate situation and had to really be yeah yeah anyways but my dad was like the biggest part of that and really like my dad was my lockdown and rehab he was like my warden um he kept his eyes on me 24 7 mm. for i think a week to 10 days maybe up to 10 days 24 7 i mean we slept in the same room he ch chaperoned me to he came he took me to my first meet my first uh, one two three four meetings and uh, he didn't know anything about what was going on, but it was advised to us. So he brought me to that. I would go for a swim. Hydrotherapy. I was going <laughs> for a swim because I love that. And he took me to the pool and stayed there. And he was just like, I'm not letting you out of my sight. And I suppose it was unspoken. But now learning about this condition and the solution and the problem, I look back and I think like, dude, I would have drunk. I would have drank. You know, oh, yeah. that was my yeah. rehab, you know, uh, and we couldn't afford it. You know, he looked into it because he thought he might have to go back from work. He didn't know how much time he could take off from work to look out for me. Mm -hmm. And so he did research it. And he was like, I think he found something that I don't know what the duration was, but it was like $10,000. And he's like, oh, dude, we can't afford that. <laughs> so so he's like, all right, I just talked to my boss and I got 10 days and 10 days off work. And then, and and then we're going to figure out your stuff. And we did, and then I actually moved back home in with them, which was, that was my sober living environment because my parents don't really drink. Oh, your parents and, don't party. Uh, they definitely don't. Uh, they have never partied. Really? <laughs> um, I mean, I think my dad in his youth, I shouldn't say that. My dad in his youth before like marriage and family, I, I'm sure he had fun like with his family, brothers, cousins, um, and you know, uh, that kind of stuff, like maybe having some smokes, drinking, whatever. But um, but he like, yeah, I've never seen. I suppose I've seen him party at weddings, like enjoying dancing and stuff like that. But I'm not even sure that he would have been one drink deep at those weddings. So it was a really safe environment for me. So no, it's actually interesting musing about this topic that I think is controversial or this industry because that was my equivalent. Oh, I see. Was sort of like my family <laughs> Uh, looking out for me, bringing them back into the fold, into the home, and that was a safe environment. And I stayed there for quite a while. <laughs> like, I was there for years. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I was at home for years. Uh. And maybe I probably could have left after a year. <laughs> but, but... Well, you took it seriously, it sounds like. Yeah, you know and what? Your family took it seriously. That's great that you had that kind of support. Not everyone, not that's everyone true. gets that. No, that's true. I have to be grateful for it. And absolutely true. 
you hear all kinds of horrendous situations that people have come from. And I just don't know how these people, the insurmountable odds, I don't know how these people are so courageous and get it and work hard and have that, you know, some people divine inspiration or self-inspiration or inspiration from your our fellows. Um, you know, people hit their bottom. Sometimes their families have had enough of them and they ju- they're just like, you're out, get out of here. And they realize, oh, I'm at the end of my rope. I've got no... No support, no money, no family. I've got to figure something out here. And so out of desperation, people start getting it. Um, you know, that's basically the situation I was in. Is uh, I, uh, I had hit bottom and wasn't, um, uh, you know, I kind of made myself uh, un- undesirable uh, to family and friends. And so I, <laughs> I needed to get... Uh, I need to figure it out on my own. And I, and I did, you know, sometimes we do that too. How about a little musical interlude? How Is about this a little uh, straight edge? Yeah, great. It's four, right? Yeah. yeah. Enjoy. We're going crazy! Oh, hey, guys. Massive attack. Oh, wait, minor threat. Minor threat. <laughs> Massive attack or minor threat? Ooh. So uh, we're back. Thanks for listening to that. That is the origination of Straight Edge, and thanks to my sister for introducing me to that, and thanks to Pegasus for confirming, um, because Pegasus lived through that. I also just want to <laughs> – my mom is texting me. She loves the show. She listens to it. I hopefully she's not our one and only listener, but I suppose that would be fine because she just said, in addition to do not repeat one thing too many times, um, she did say, love you tons, mom, but nice topic. Both of you today, I admire the talk show. Very nice. Thumbs up emoji. Cool. And she also said, this is like, I suppose emotional or I have to be grateful. She said, it has been therapeutic for myself listening to you guys because i'm learning a lot about you know the serious topic that you guys are covering um so that's uh i won't well, read, i won't read the rest of it mom. shout out to jay quillen's ma yeah that's Sh- cool shout out to stephanie Sh- oh shoot i'm blowing cover there oh uh, my god shout out to who uh, that was a shout out to model 167b Sorry, 1678. And uh, shout out to um, Madison. And shout out to Shadow Lady. Lady. Shadow Lady and Bob. Bob, shout out to Bob. Bob. Um, uh, we're the only ones here tonight. And shout out to my friend in Austin, if she's listening. 
If you are listening, just as we talked earlier, uh, you might not be. It might be too late. The number to call in, friend from Austin, who we may identify if you call in at your discretion, the number to call in is 415-550-0511. Call us and, uh, hey, talk to us about uh, your experiences with with, uh, booze and the powdered booze and all that kind of stuff, I think. Or down if we that's are we still oh interesting but then i think you we lose us then we're now we're gone no no that's just that board oh we're we're still on oh great yeah i mean every show i've been listening to has has had this i thought it was just us it's i wanted to talk to the station folks about that actually um but it's uh, bad wiring i would say Okay, well... Or, or some blown component in one of these ancient Altec Lansing thanks, Pegasus. mixing boards. Well, I, at some point, we got to hunt, hunt it down and eliminate the cause. Oh, um, you're right. That's great, because that controls... Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Oh, man, that is so good, because, yeah, I've been listening to these. Um, I guess while music's playing, it doesn't Yeah, know, it doesn't matter as much, and we can just turn that, that those sliders down when we're not listening to music, which is most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, so, so we were talking rehab. No, just like, yeah, support from family, um, rehabs versus, you know, DIY. This was a DIY rehab. That's what, that was, that's basically what happened. Um, cost effective DIY bootstrapped rehab and I have to be grateful for it. And I am not, I have to be, I am. Um, and so, that was something of interest. And also, I was, um, I've been hanging out in the, shall we switch gears a little bit or? Yeah. Oh, I was just uh, flipping through a list of celebrity, oh, there you go. celebrities that have gone through rehab. And it's an entirely unsurprising list, like, you know, names that you would expect to be on it are on it. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, Gary Busey, Heidi Fleiss, Jamie Foxworth, Jeff Conaway, uh, 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 Lisa D'Amato, Mackenzie Phillips. I mean, you know, people. This is this is public information, folks. Public information. <laughs> um, it's not like you have to engage in a, a request for information. What is that called? Public information request that people have to do? To the government when they want documents that are sealed. FOIA request. Yeah, something like Freedom, that. Freedom, oh, Freedom of, of Information. Information Act, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that came up in John Oliver too. Uh, he was saying that like it's very hard to access any complaints that have been made against rehabs, and that that you would actually. I'm taking him at his word, folks. Again, that you would have to do that freedom of information, whatever request and wait months to get all these documents and sift through them to find out, you know, any negative experiences people have had or reported. Uh, um, I'm taking him at his word. Oh, from the FDA or something along those lines. F- SIPC, F- FINRA, <laughs> like all these SIPC, uh, what, FDIC. Well, you know, they're a comedy. John Oliver is a comedy program, but they they do actual journalism and research. And it's, a, you know, sometimes they, I mean, it's, they always dig up something funny, but it's also sad and depressing news as well. They, they do their research, they dig, and they, they come up with stuff. And they, uh, 
I don't know that they've ever been involved in a, a lawsuit over a FOIA request that was denied by the government, but it wouldn't surprise me to learn that they got have. it. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, what are we shifting gears to? Oh, well, I was going to say, I'm just thinking about basically like what's been on my mind or what I've been up to recently. And um, inevitably, guys, it all relates to recovery. <laughs> Everything. Um, my whole hey, my whole life is predicated on recovery. Um, so I, uh, I've been, what's all the commotion out there? Hey, it's, prob- it's probably a bunch of drugs. Like, um, it's like, Friday night in the mission. District. It's Friday night. Na, 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 na. What a night. <laughs> um, so I was, uh, I've been nights. hanging out in the TL weekly doing some, uh, community service. Tooting my horn, toot, toot. Um, oh yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm actually going to say that I think it's good to, some people are like, community service volunteer toot your horn shamers and i actually think that like if you don't if you're not too pompous about it or really at all but you're sharing it um with people when it's relevant that it's actually good because you may actually inspire other people to engage in community service because in this in san francisco i mean well anywhere but well maybe not anywhere i mean san francisco we have a big drug problem (laughs) Um, and, uh, and the TL's like not looking that good. And I, I suppose it hasn't been for a long time. And I don't know, people say that it's all getting worse or whatever. I don't know. That's what I hear, but I'm hanging out there of late weekly. And, um, I'm, uh, I'm starting to snap some photos as well. Just, just happened organically. So I think I'm just going to continue doing that. Um, just, uh, engaging in my observations, musings, sharing that, um, maybe on, on social media or with friends and stuff. Cause it's just giving me some pause, but it's, it's interesting to see all the stuff that's going on. And there's like, there's hella hip coffee shops in the TL. There's great restaurants. There's also people hunched over sleeping on the sidewalk. There's at least a couple 24 hour diners in, okay. in the TL. Well, and I guess the tender knob. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's the, pine oh pine yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. oh yeah i don't sorry i don't remember i didn't mean to cut you off i don't remember the name but i know that one that's the one that's getting closer to like the quote hotel district in square yeah 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 night owl or something is nearby i think um yes i have been there once blast blitzed um and uh so yeah so hanging out there walking around just spending some time i went to um Last week when I was there for my commitment, I uh, I made the mistake of driving. It was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Where would you park it? Yeah, I parked it. I found one space. I was circling around for half an hour. Uh-huh. And I found one space. It was metered. Put money in the meter, and it was only good for two hours. So I stepped away from my commitment, went to go repark the car, spent another half hour looking for a spot, and I ended up parking in the same spot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, if they chalked my tires, I hope it rubbed away. Oh, <laughs> or I man. was just, it got me thinking about like, well, how do they assess? You know what? I, okay. So here's my question. Do now. they chalk tires anymore? Well, okay. I have a number of questions. If it says two hours only at this meter, right? I put the money. I moved it at two hours. 
Now can I go park at another meter on the same block? Can I park in another meter on the same street? Can I circle around for half an hour and park at that same meter? You know what? I don't get, I don't get it for another two hours. Talk to a meter maid. Find out. Lovely Rita, meter maid. Where would I be without you? Dee 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 doo doo da da dee dee dee. So um so then I made the mistake of parking, but that gave me some flexibility when I had some time after the commitment. I had some time on the meter, so I went to Shalimar, one of my favorite restaurants of all time. Um and man, walking through the TL, going to Shalimar, yeah, I saw all kinds of stuff. Um, there's a lot of community centers and, and outreach and stuff as well. You see that a lot of buildings. There's also like all kinds of crazy liquor stores, um, restaurants, obviously housing, all kinds of different housing, um, people do all kinds of different people on the street. I saw, I see, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised, but now having spent some, a couple months there weekly, I see drug dealing happening in broad daylight at all the at all these intersections oh yeah i'm seeing the guy i'm walking i'm walking past at the intersection with one guy who has a wad of cash in his hand and the other guy who just got the product right i'm just (laughs) walking between them just minding my own business you know it's it can be an open air drug mart there it's kind of amazing i mean depressing too it's uh yeah there's some dedicated drug addicts living right there in the tl but you know what talking to my mom i've been talking to everybody about recovery and sobriety and addiction lately talking to my mom earlier today she mentioned something interesting on on that note and that was i was telling her about my experiences in the tl and she has some familiarity with it but obviously she's like i don't know she's probably spent like an hour in the tl in her life but um but um, she was saying, well, what about what about the truffle man in Dolores Park? You know, the truffle man in Dolores Park has Yelp reviews. He has like five stars on Yelp. He's a drug dealer. <laughs> you know, like, wait, truffles aren't drugs. No, these truffles are drug infused truffles. The, the truffle man is 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 uh, selling has been selling for a decade. As far as I know, um, drug truffles. uh Hey, I'm not saying I know from personal experience, okay? Oh, you're talking about uh, chocolate truffles, yeah, not, like, not the fungus. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Chocolate truffles that are infused with, well, perhaps psilocybin and perhaps uh-huh. mescaline and perhaps uh, MDMA and perhaps uh, THC. Um, well, if he has a positive Yelp review, then... He yeah. has... Like, guys, go look at the Truffle Man in Dolores Park on Yelp. He's positively reviewed. That guy's a drug dealer. You know, why am I, ma- why am I angry at these drug dealers in the TL? This guy is drug dealing with impunity in Dolores Park. I'm just saying this. I'm, you know, I'm just sparking this, you know, question. <laughs> like, yeah, because there's classes of drugs and there's socioeconomics behind who gets to use it and... And the police turn, you know, are, are fine with all the well ne'er do wells in in Dolores Park consuming any drug that they want to be drinking, open container. Well, often they're like young tech bros and tech yeah. ladies, and uh, me. hanging out and having their San Francisco experience, where they're, you know, they're getting blasted in Dolores, famous Dolores Park, Upper Playground, <laughs> you know, 
yeah. like uh like they're having the like people come from all over the world to experience san francisco and there they are getting to sample the best from the truffle dude dolores park drug central just like the tl oh my mom asked she says where is shadow lady and madeline and Bob. Madison. Only you and Pegasus. Sorry, she sounds disappointed. Oh. <laughs> like, well, you know, it is good having hearing those other voices. They're uh they do bring something. And to the uh, show. she says, Oh, she my parents, I took them to Dolores Park like a year ago and and my dad was just fascinated. We we spotted the truffle man. We were at a higher vantage up higher on the hill, and he was just doing his thing, and my dad was like, Whoa, really? And um, and we were obviously like we were at the top on the bench getting the great view and people are all smoking pot. And um, and I was just joking around with my dad and then, oh, that's the truffle man. And I explained things. And um, yeah, my my mom asked where the other regulars are. And then she also says in Dolores Park, regular people are doing all the drugs, including tech pros. I think she meant tech bros. And doctors and businessmen with truffles and drugs. <laughs> I took a video and I took pictures of it, of the truffle man. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> my, my parents, Investigative journalist. My parents took all kinds of pictures of the truffle man because they were so fascinated. How funny. With him like just cool. impu- dealing with impunity. But you know what? I mean, then, of course, it's like, I don't know, man. Somehow, whatever is happening in the TL seems bad and sad. And whatever's happening in Dolores Park we, seems fine. Is it? Yeah. Is that <laughs> like, because? Is that a classist like, thing? Is it a socioeconomic thing? Oh. We don't. We don't like the people who are, you know, buying the drugs in in the TL. So we're less likely to, you know, to express that kind of libertine philosophy towards them. Well, I think you know what I gotta say. There's gotta be something. Look, I'm just shooting from the hip. I I'm living life by the seat of my pants. I'm. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but there's got to be institutional racism, classism. There's all this stuff going on. But I do think after thinking about this and talking about it with my mom and roommate today, I do think we're also talking about the actual drugs which are being consumed. You know, my impression is that in the TL, you're probably looking at heroin and meth primarily. Mm-hmm. And in Dolores Park, you're probably not looking at heroin and meth. Oh, that's a good you know, point. And so I do think that while I'm sure that all this stuff has to do with all kinds of oppression and racism and stuff, uh-huh. I think that's probably the big delineator in this ta- in this sort of no, that's a good situation. Point. There's probably a fair amount of weed and uh, mushrooms, drugs. weed mushrooms, maybe peyote or mescaline. Yeah. Um, Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. Remember that was like the first meme? No idea what you're talking uh, about. It was like a flash animation. Okay. Um, hey, dating myself. Yeah. Dating myself too, because I can't get any dates out there. Um, 415-550-0511. You're listening to High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm. Give this man a date. Oh, yeah. Jay Quellen <laughs> needs it. Needs the love. So, uh, yeah, experiences in the TL. So, just lots of interesting stuff. There was a guy who, um, a couple weeks ago, I saw 
had like you know uh something like a tinfoil hat on legit and then was crouched over doing stuff with his bike which was placing bagels with cream cheese like in the spokes of the bike in addition to tassels and other colorful things well that seems like a you know an efficient way to transport your bagels yeah coffee meets bagel y'all um so i was like yeah okay well there's something going on with this guy i don't know i just i just shoot from the hip i'm like it's schizophrenia or something Whoa, what is that a picture a of? A friend of mine took a wow. picture of, of this oh. contraption in a park in the Mission recently. Okay, I'm I looking. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Dolores, but it starts over here. What is that? It's, uh, that's like a foil-lined uh, like cigar holder or something that go, it's, that's going into an airline, like one of those little air airline bo- bo- you know booze bottles oh yeah and and so there's one two three mm. four five six oh, seven boy. eight <laughs> nine of these little airline you know one shot bottles that have holes drilled in them that are screwed into each other and then sealed and it's like the ouroboros of of crack pipes or something it was just the most uh unusual looking contraption and what what was it for is it was it for crack or meth or heroin it's really hard to tell but it looked like it looked like it was constructed with care and precision like every joint is drilled with some what looks to be a drill and then sealed over with some kind of electrical tape that's wow unusual that is yes (laughs) that is interesting it's like Seen on the streets of San Francisco. Anyway. I hope all of you listeners at home were able to visualize uh, Pegasus is quite good at Pictionary. Uh, or wait, what is it? Not, uh, charades, right? Or I don't know. Wait, what is it? Life is but a charade. <laughs> um, oh, all of, let's see. Life is, all of life is on a st- stage and we are but the players. No, wait, I'm mixing up. Is my, that some Shakespeare stuff? Shakespeare. Um, so a Shakespeare was a drug addict. I'm just going to start spreading all this bullshit, you know, right? Like, Hey, like all this misinformation, Alex Jones esque stuff like me, me, Oh shoot. Whoa. Well, I heard the Bush, the Bush family was deep into the cocaine business. Oh yeah, you the, know, practically and, a cartel themselves. You know, hey, Dems Republicans, it's all it's all the same thing. The Kennedy family was bootlegging whiskey from Canada. I did actually like apparently I fact-checked that at some point and found out that I think it wasn't true, but I could be I could be wrong. Was it true that Trump's was it Trump's father or granddaddy owned owned and operated a, a brothel in British Columbia? Uh, I don't really. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, I work with a handful of Canadians and um, they were very, you know, when, whenever I brought up uh, what's his name, the mayor of Toronto, the Boris who, Johnson. Oh, wait, no. Uh, uh, John Ford, was it? Um, who was a he was a drug addict and eventually died of. I don't think it was I think he died of heart failure anyways he um they they would immediately bring up Trump Trump and repeat some 
trope they'd heard about him like oh, his got it. grandfather like the family business real estate empire got started with a, oh boy. a hotel in bc that was uh that was operated as a brothel and um, that's where the family fortune began that's how that's how it all started anybody with money out there guys they were operating just vice businesses you know you gotta look out for that <laughs> okay so <laughs> If you're just joining us, you know, we're just being a little tongue-in-cheek here. Um, but, uh, yeah, throwing out the... Uh, I forgot where I was, but... Um, yeah, so back to the TL. Really good, really good coffee spots. Um, all the... UC Hastings is out there, so you got all the, the like, uh, wide-eyed, you know, law students who don't know any better living in that stuffy ass tower um, between civic center and TL. And uh, then you have all the civil servants, the federal employees, the people, civic center. I was like, why, why is all this stuff happening next to the civic center? Um, I wonder. And then they have their farmer's market like every day in the midst of all that craziness oh uh, in in civic center the civic center yeah sort of on the edge and pretty good farmer's market yeah the veggies looked looked really good um so yeah i'm just walking around taking the bus just a man on the street in the tl i'm so special (laughs) well here it is in wikipedia sorry i'm jumping back to the trump family please um, Frederick Trump, uh, born Fried- Trump, by the way, that they changed to Trump, born Trump, Fried- Friedrich Trump, uh, born in 1869, lived to 1918, was German American businessman and the patriarch of the Trump family, um, uh, born in the kingdom of Bavaria and blah, 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 it was a allegedly made his fortune by operating restaurants and brothels in Seattle and the mining town of Monte Carlo um, and brothels in the Klondike Gold Rush. He later returned to Kallstadt and married. Varian authorities accused him of emigrating when he was too young to avoid fulfilling his military sentence. Yada, dada. Anyway, so that's the, um, that's the rumor allegedly is the allegedly yeah is the uh the adjective so who the heck knows um yeah gotcha gotcha yeah that guy um i try to stay out of it man i just keep (sighs) i just keep my head down yeah i'm uh definitely excited to be getting involved in you know community shit in sf just the community shit just getting to know people in my community, um, whether it's the recovery community or the TL community or, you know, work or my neighborhood. What are you doing in the TL? Can you talk about it or does that have to I remain suppose, secret? Yeah, I won't, I won't go into the specifics, but it's, it's just like, uh, you know, it's just like uh, serving some members of the community. Oh, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just providing some services to 
Nice. A lot of people in the community, a certain segment, and um, there's all kinds of segments, right? Like based on age and race and and um, and uh, type of ailment and mental illness and whatever. So it's just like a segment of people who are somehow disadvantaged. It's cool. Just, uh, you know, we're, I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I feel like it's tough to live in San Francisco to make ends meet and stuff here, but, you know, it's sort of like things aren't really um, too bad for me. Uh, have a lot of fun in the city. I love San Francisco. So I think it's uh, probably, I think it should, require, it should be required for people to get some perspective. Um, just like that John Oliver segment should be required viewing for everyone in the recovery community. Yes, I said it. Required reading. These are these are but suggestions, not required. Yeah. What you looking for? Oh yeah. Oh, we gonna get some phone calls. We gonna get some Randy. Um, I checked out. Comedy. Oh, back to the, back to the earlier talk. Back to what I was thinking about setting the agenda for for this meeting. All the fun shit I get up to in the mission in San Francisco. Well, on Monday, um, I went to. Uh, well, our station manager is a comedian extraordinaire, comedian, I E N N E, um, extraordinaire. She was on our first show. She really was a show stopper show stealer she's a pro um she told a few of us about a comedy thing that happens at blondies so i was at blondies and i brought some friends actually one of my friends who is a foreigner god forbid uh who has never been to a stand-up has never seen stand-up in her life and uh she was thrilled um, and so there were a bunch of comics. It was at Blondie's and I found out there's a woman who organizes it and it's every first and third Monday of the month at Blondie's, I think starting around eight or eight 30, there were a bunch of comics. I love supporting. I, I have a very low bar for performing arts. So I love like just going out and seeing people. I think it takes a lot of courage and I really respect, even if it's like, even if it's like not funny or, or it doesn't resonate with me or whatever, but there was there were a lot of laughs. It was really great. And um, our station manager was the headliner, so it was awesome to come out there. And she's awesome, and all the other comics were awesome. And I was sitting at the bar at Blondie's, okay, on Monday night. And yeah, there were quite a few people there, tourists, locals. And... I bought my friends, you know, what, 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 like, I think I was kicked out of Blondie's once. That's like a point, point of pride or a badge of honor that I was wearing. And I used to go all the time, like a decade ago in my heyday, um, running around as they running and gunning, you know, uh, running and gunning in the mission and trashed at Blondie's or always hanging out near 16th and Valencia, all those great bars, Casanova lounge, whatever. Um, and 
Well, here I was, I think for the first time in my life, sober, having fun at Blondie's, buying those, uh, you know, I, I was telling my friends, oh, they're known for their martinis. They have 30 different martinis. And they're mind erasers. Like they pour a <laughs> lot. They they're like the milkshakes. They pour the in the glass, and then they have the tumbler. You know, <laughs> and um, and so I actually bought one for my friend who had never been to stand up. Um, it was something fruity, and uh, and then my other buddy showed up, and I was like, oh hey, I have some of this, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, navigated that. I'm not. I'm not um, advocating at all that a person should necessarily like should should feel comfortable going to a bar uh, and ordering drinks for their friends. Um, but that was an experience that I had, and I firmly believe that I was able to successfully navigate it without an obsession to drink, having fun at the show um, with my friends, not getting engaging in bad behavior getting uh, emotional and getting kicked out of Blondie's this time because of the program that I'm involved in. And uh, through active participation, I was able to navigate that. And I, I hope, I wish that for, although it may not be for everyone, and um, everyone has different needs and uh, in their recovery and their journey and different tolerances and there can be slippery places and unsafe places that a person just shouldn't go to. But it is a wish that I have in my heart that people are able to enjoy themselves, especially in places where potentially where, uh, you know, it was it seemed like an impossibility to be sober and, and happy and free um, and engage in productive, useful behavior. Uh, so that was really wonderful. I, yeah, I didn't realize it's the first time I was at Blondie's um, sober uh, and not consuming those mind erasers. Good for you. Thanks. It always, I mean, you know, for, for people like us who are not normies, um, it's nice to experience the world through clear eyes and, and to see how, you know, it once was for us. And, and, you know, accept that that's how it was and, but to enjoy the world through, you know, through a clear brain, you know, a brain that is not erased, that can be, um, where we can enjoy our senses rather than have them be all, uh, you know, blurred and, uh, overwhelmed with that anesthetic called ethanol. Um... Are we going to have some callers, I think, soon? I got a text from some people. Oh, good. Uh, who might be calling in. Might be some regulars calling in from reporting the, the man and women and whatever pronoun from the street. Oh, okay. So I hit uh, the white button. Yeah. Hello? Who do we have here? It's this hotline it, bling. Oh, you're on. <laughs> you, you have to hit the white button and hang it up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello? Hello? Good, hang it up. Hey. Yeah. Hang it up. Can you hear us? Hello. Um, 
Who's this? That's better. Hey, it's Shadow Lady. Whoa! Shadow Lady. <laughs> Hi, you, guys. You just couldn't uh, resist. I was in the middle of packing, and I saw the time. I was, like, just watching a ton of Beyonce music videos, and I noticed the time, and I was like, hey, it's Friday. Let me see what my buddies are up to. It's nice to hear your voice. I missed yeah, you. Yeah, and it was perfect timing. I was, like, listening, and I heard about my friend. <laughs> oh, we don't. supposed to be looking for a job right now. I don't know what you're talking about, Shadow Lady. Oh. I was just keeping it general. Okay. But funny with that story, though, because I. Are you I hanging out friend. with our mutual friend right now? Who's mutual friend? Our mutual friend. Making out? What do you mean? No, hanging out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. No. No, I'm okay. by myself. Okay, okay. Um, no, that's cool. But that was my guilt talking. I thought you were talking about something else. Like. <laughs> wait, are are you? Hey, no, I'm like. Wait, are you doing no. that too? <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. That's not what no, I was I'm talking about. I'm talking for my trip. Where are you headed? Can you talk about it? Yeah, yes I can. Actually, I am heading to, um, it's still in California. I'm going to Long Beach. Uh, I fly out tomorrow, and then I am um, either Ubering or taking a car and driving to, I think it's called Santa Clarita. Yeah, yeah, Valley. Valley. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, that's Rehab Central. Oh, no way. Wow. Maybe I belong there. <laughs> right now but i'm kidding i'm going for a friend's 40th birthday party nice he's uh throwing one at his house and he lives by the beach so i'm gonna be surrounded by a lot of alcohol and drugs oh really yeah but these are good friends uh it is a friend from san francisco so a good friend a good new friend for like the last two years. Nice. Yeah. So you won't you you won't really know the other people at the party. No, like the people that live in San Francisco that I do know from hanging out with this new good friend for the last two years aren't actually going to be able to make it. Gotcha. So I'm only gonna know the birthday person. Gotcha. Um. So. Have you, uh, you could hit up some meetings out there, right? Or I, I guess can. how long are you gone for? Just a couple it. days or? I'm there until Monday. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if you, yeah, if you, oh, I suppose everybody has access to transportation now <laughs> or, or, sure. I mean, or the wealthy, Uber, of course, or Lyft. Um, exactly. So you could look up like Santa Clarita, AA, um, and see what meetings they have in a pinch. And I have like, that like little app with a blue chair. Yeah, meeting guides. Hey, yeah. y'all, if you're out there and looking for a meeting and you have a smartphone, download meeting guides. It's so awesome. Like, we, we're all using it. Um, there's a, yeah, and uh, I don't really know much else, but I know me and all my, all the people that I talk to use it. And um, just like Shadow Lady's saying, like, you just pull it up and it shows you where all the meetings near you are. Um, mm -hmm. if it's able to, if that, the app is able to pull from the, um, 
the local website or whatever. I don't know all the technical stuff. Pegasus probably knows better, but in, in some localities, it may not be able to pull the information, but I've seen it work pretty much everywhere in California that I've been to. It's pretty good. There's also in the rooms. I'm not sure if it's a better... What's that one? In the rooms. It's um, a friend of ours who... Uh, I don't want to say their name because they don't have another... Oh, you mean remote meet, like virtual meetings? It does that, but it also lists, I think it lists in-person meetings. Anyways, that one's called In the Rooms. It does virtual meetings. I got to check that out. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah, and In the Rooms is a little more online. It has forums. You can post messages, get support from people, that, that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Nice. So what have you guys been, um, what are you talking about? Well, just you should have tuned into the show earlier. Oh, (laughs) just get uh, Jay Quillen going buck wild with voices. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Mm. Buck wild. (laughs) Jay Quillen's favorite uh, celebrity impersonation is Steve Urkel. Stefan, Steve Urkel or (laughs) Stefan Urkel. Pegasus. There's Stefan Urkel, who everyone, who all the nerds want to be. I'm like feeling up my bate. Just, he's so sexy, so hot. And then there's Steve Urkel. Wow. What about, um, have you guys heard of Heavy D? Uh, Yeah, the rapper? Yeah, I just learned about him like two days ago. Me and Heavy D up in the limousine. What happened? I just learned about this artist called um, Heavy D, and uh, I was watching one of his music videos, and it reminded me of, like, Fat Joe, but, like, in the 90s funk. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like he OD'd or... Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Should I look it up? (laughs) He might be be dead. I don't know. But, you know, we have to be careful. Try not killing people that are actually not dead yet. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I think I've done that to some artists before. Because, like, I know their track record. And if I haven't heard any new songs from them, I'm always asking, like, are they dead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So. so anyways, um, are you, so you're looking forward to the trip? I am. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you guys. So I was at work earlier and, um, one of my coworkers, uh, she had mentioned to me well, she was getting ready to go out tonight and she was showing me like her outfit and, um, I forgot how we got to the conversation, but I had mentioned that I was like sober and she was actually very grateful to learn that I'm sober because she asked me what my plans were for Friday. And I said, I usually go to a meeting and then I hang out with my friends and do the podcast. And um, she said that a lot of her friends who are like DJs and musicians and a bunch of them just came back from Burning Man, like, someone in their circle just passed away like two days ago. Oh, and oh that's sad. I think it was just because like he was a combination of like overweight and also just like a lot of like drugs and alcohol and he like passed away in his sleep. Did he pass away at Burning Man? 
No, I think he passed away like here. Like, oh, okay, they got yeah. back already. Gotcha, and gotcha. she was saying that she's really grateful to know that I'm sober because yeah, um, it's she feels like in their circle, it's not really talked about so much. Hmm. And she was like pretty happy because I told her, I was like, Hey, anytime you want to come with me or, you know, you don't have to like make any decisions right now. You could just take a break. Cool. So you were able to extend a hand and be a, be a beacon of hope. It's a kind offering to make. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what happened with me because I was partying in the club and one of my friends that I was like partying with, he's sober and he was actually the one <laughs> pouring a champagne, but he's sober. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's Jay Quellen's style right there. I know. That's why I was like thinking, I was like, oh. Start referring to myself in third person. Who's that? That's me, Jay Quellen. That little, <laughs> like a little boy. <laughs> um, I'm Danny. So, Danny. Hey, uh, Danny. So, yeah. So, um right right pouring the things dude i i mean just like i uh once yeah i've had a lot of bachelor parties and weddings in sobriety and one time we all went to scottsdale and um i contributed in a number of ways we all had different roles and one was that i was the all-time sober driver of a huge ford econoline van that we rented that fit like gosh 15 people i don't know it, was, it seemed like a lot wow. and everyone was just shenanigans and and uh all over the place people are like drunk and telling me to run red lights and stuff like i'm like yeah. shut up um but they super appreciated it and then i also was responsible for the whole bottle service set up coordination at Dirk Bentley's whiskey lounge, which is in downtown Scottsdale, like super hip, all like hey. short skirts and heels and button ups, uh, guys and, and everybody's trash, super young. There's the ASU, the state universities out there. And, um, and then also, um, it was spring training going on out there at the same time too. But I remember like I got the bill and it was like, you know, it was like, five thousand dollars or something you know i, I mean it wasn't like that much but it was like a thousand dollars for the oh, okay for the bottle service and everyone split it we were all splitting it but i was sort of like i suppose i don't know i chuckled to myself i was proud i was being of service all these kinds of things i was i was laughing to myself that like dude i am like stone cold sober in recovery and i am uh organizing bottle service and put thousand dollars on my credit card <laughs> you yeah. have to laugh it's an interesting position to be in for sure for sure position <laughs> oh that was too loud sorry oh my goodness uh... there are all these revelers outside actually like making noise and they they actually look pretty clean cut like young the button up young crowd just reveling. Friday night. People are out. It's Friday but, um, night. I got an invite to go to a cigar bar tonight. Whoa, whoa. The one in Jackson Square? 
I don't know. Is there a live bar in that one? There's a place called Cigar Bar where they have music and wine bar and cigar smoking. Uh, it, it's a, it's a cool spot. It's it's um it's in Jackson Square. I don't know if that's the okay. one. But... It might be. <laughs> yeah, I actually like cigar bars. I haven't been to one in a really long time. Right, I used Pegasus, to go to one in New York. It was, I think, like called the Velvet Lounge. Pegasus might know. But yeah, I have not been to one here in San Francisco. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think um, that's good. Like, you're going to have fun, change of scenery, decompress enjoy your friend's birthday but um yeah it might be cool to uh look up see what meetings there might be if you needed to go one in a pinch it could also be fun to just like definitely go to one and just intro- introduce yourself hey i'm new i'm just out here for this thing meet some people i always have fun i always try to make it a point to uh like for fun to get to a uh meeting when i'm traveling um yeah and uh i don't know i just look forward to you know one thing i realized recently is that i mean i'm an extrovert that's what it is and i love that i love that we can meet are you joking oh yeah um i love that you just meet new people in the rooms and and it's like discussion and and hugging shaking hands whatever so Anyways, and there's like meetings everywhere. It's always fun. So I always like to introduce myself when they ask inevitably at the meeting if there are any, um, anyone new to the meeting or any out of towners. I went to a, a cool meeting in Portland a few months ago. Um, and uh, that was fun. How was the vibe there? Because I've been to meetings in New York and I definitely really like the vibe. Oh, wow. Hold on. Real quick. Is it almost Mm. midnight? What? Wow. Man, we we can just really talk. (laughs) So, yeah, New York, what's the vibe like? I heard it's, quote, hardcore. Well, the one that I went to was um, actually, I don't know. It felt... It felt like home for me. Oh, cool. I lived there for a good amount of time. And it was like people my age, people looking like mm, no one like super young in the meeting that I was in. But it seemed like a lot of young professionals. And I actually went with um, one of my friends. She's also sober now, but we used to like used together um we were we became friends in the restaurant business like we were both servers and it was it was nice like actually having that experience of like having a friendship that where you both used to use before and drink and then like having the friendship stay intact and now like we're both sober so that was like a nice experience. Oh, very cool. Very cool. New York. Do you guys li- have any friends like that? Like friends that you've used and then like now you're sober together? Oh, uh, oh, I see. Um, 
Yeah, actually, I was going to say no. I have two friends that are really good friends of mine. Actually, mm -hmm. from, yeah, from the old days, um, growing up together. And we've stayed in touch over the years to some degree, um, limited degree maybe, and then reconnected. And uh, they've gotten sober and, and have asked me questions about how it works. You know, I remember, I think one of them checked in and was like, are you still doing that thing? Are you, are you still sober? That's my impression of that friend. And they, that friend has been sober now for almost a year and uh, went to a few meetings in the beginning and we talked a lot about it. And then that friend decided not to continue uh, with the, uh, with the AA route, but seems to be doing pretty well. So, um, and then the other friend lives overseas and uh, had some crazy stuff going on. All right, Pegasus is out. It was great talking to you all. I'm just too bushed. I gotta Thanks, go. Thanks, Pegasus. Good night. Good night. We'll be done here soon too. Um and uh, bushwhacked. So um, then that person is overseas and they had a bunch of issues and uh, you know we're there. We're we're available. People hear or see that we've turned our lives around and that we're living successfully relatively successfully sober and they are like uh, oh you still doing that how do you do that you know ask questions well here are all the tools this is what i do in the program therapy this yeah. and that we were talking earlier i was sharing earlier about how it's a full court press for me like it's not just i mean the program is like the basis for me but it's mm -hmm. not just that it's also like therapy is huge um, totally. and other communities are really big Wow, there's like I don't know, fight emerging like outside here. Or going something. to the gym also. It's oh yeah, yeah, that's part of the full court like press. Thing for me. Yeah. Yep. I think. Um, that's cool. I think we're gonna wrap up here um, because. Yeah, I'm glad I caught you guys. Well. Yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll wrap up. I'm just thinking like if I can play something on the way out. Um, Shadow Lady, say some stuff while I figure out. I was going to ask about like we play some <laughs> heavy D. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let me look for that. You you tell the listeners some bullshit with the listeners for a second while I look that up. Sure. So speaking of AA, I went to a meeting today. And it was a beginner step meeting, and we actually read about how it works. And that was something that I needed to hear again and again. And um, I was able to share these things that, like, I read today with someone who I met on Bumble who is also going the sober route and um, we actually have the same sober birth date so one of the things that's really powerful is called like 90 and 90 which is you go to 90 meetings 
for the first 90 days of your sobriety. And I don't think that's really in the book, but that's like something that my sponsor has told me and I've heard from a bunch of different people. But also, um, from what I read today at that meeting about how it works, basically I am on, so there's like 12 steps to it. And I think this is actually Christian based. And um, what the meeting that you went to was different from AA? No, no, no. I'm saying like the 12 step program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? You're always bringing up good topics for next time at the end of our shows. I noticed, Shadow Lady. So please, like, put a pin in that and, like, let's talk about that next time. Like, because you're, you're like, sort of reading my mind um i've been really interested and in revisiting um the history of aa you know right and totally. um so so i think we can come up with some uh some good points there some outlines and discuss yeah maybe I'll some ask things my sponsor because she just got back and she went to um where this whole thing started akron like ohio bill and um so she went to akron she did yes she went to ohio akron ohio yeah i mean they have uh, i mean they have the their houses and stuff like i don't know turned into museums or something or so i heard but she can she can tell us yeah okay so wait so let's yeah get a get a download of that um and i'll i'll bring some uh there's some good uh AA conference approved literature that's about the history of the program and I can I can uh, get some quotable quotes from that and I think we can have a pretty lively discussion about the history and the origins and um, inevitably we're going to be talking about the Oxford group and Carl Jung and all kinds of interesting cats um, sounds like a plan. I'm going to tr- try to turn on this heavy D give us a second here Woo-hoo. Heavy D. Are you having any luck? All right. Shadow Lady, thanks. Um, thanks to all our fans and our listeners. Thanks to Shadow Lady for calling in. Thanks to Pegasus, who is off to sleepy time. I'm your co-host with Pegasus, Jay Quellen, and uh, we'll come back at you next week. I actually might not be here. Well, I'll definitely not be here, but uh, hopefully Shadow Lady, Pegasus, and some of the other gang will be here taking you out with some heavy D, y'all. Stay fresh. Jake Wellen out. This is High Spirits. Jake Wellen signing off. High Spirits. MutinyRadio.fm. Peace.
drop the bomb on me, stretch it, stretch it, flex it, flex it. Give me the permission, okie dokie, I bless it. I bless it like Buddha, Buddha as the best. We can lay down at the level, put your head on my neck.
Mutiny Radio without a fan is a flat black plastic Joe. Thanks for listening. Go to the website. You donate money, come down, hear people tell funny stories. Come back. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. So welcome everybody to Spiritual Psychology. My name's Renee McKenna and I'm a therapist in San Francisco and I'm so excited. I have live guests this morning. I've only had dead guests up to this point <laughs> and it's really, really fun when they're alive. And so I have um, Carl Berger, who's originally from Maine mm-hmm. and, um, you know, East Coast. East Coast. Totally represent. Yeah. 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 He traded out. Now he's in the other Portland. Yep. On the other coast, which is this coast. This coast, the other, the other one, yeah. And so, how's it been going? You here for the comedy festival? Yeah, I came down on Friday and been here throughout the weekend, uh, doing a lot of shows. Been on a lot of different podcasts. It's been a blast to uh, to meet a bunch of like really kind of weird, unique individual people and uh, funny comedians and uh, see their shows, see their style of humor, and then hang out afterwards. It's been nice to just kind of stand around and spin a yarn awesome awesome well, and we're gonna make your uh-huh. and we're gonna make your cummy fantasy come true so just give us like i would say two minutes if that <laughs> all right i'm looking forward to my fantasies coming to life do we have do we have a uh, background music that we can play and By the way, we're all kind of high right now. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> we're, we're all like a little high, so things are like not moving as quickly as they usually are. <laughs> all right. All right, we're going to try this. We're going to attempt this one sec. All right. Give it to me, Fred. Let's just get a round of applause going. All right. Doesn't that didn't that make you feel like less like sad? No. Just a little bit, huh? Bring the huh? I don't actually. I know that's my reputation apparently, but you know, um, I'm broke right now, so you know, I don't have any. Okay, starting off real positive. 
Uh, how you guys doing? How you been? What are you guys doing? It's life just sucking a lot of dick, figuratively. Figuratively? Well, I don't know what you enjoy, so maybe figuratively that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, to each their own about that, on that, uh, you know, in that regard. Irregardless. Is that's not a word. That isn't a word. That's the humor in, okay. Um, so here we are, everybody. How you doing, man? Wasn't talking to you. How you doing? Which other night? So a lot of nights. Who yelled at who? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah, who yelled at who? You yelled at somebody? Okay. I got booked. No. Open mic. They got some good ass uh, fried uh, chicken. <laughs> no, they're not. They're like they're um, they're little dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a, he pre he was a preemptive laugh right there. <laughs> No, it was uh, chicken. The chicken wasn't fried. The It was chicken in a dumpling that was fried. Like of something. Anyway, it was fucking good. <coughs> All right. So what do we got? Uh, seven people and a host in this motherfucker. This is beautiful. Uh, is, are there more people going to show up, you think? How you doing? That's what's up. <laughs> let's, get, let's turn some of these fucking lights on here. Brighten up the, brighten up the, brighten up the scene. What is this over here? That's nothing. Let's, let's pick something out of the, let's get it, let's get it going. Let's get it going, huh? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay. What is this? Your inspiration? None of you motherfuckers. <laughs> We're just gonna fucking Huh? What's what? This? That's the hell hat. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, I know you are. Um What lurks in the darkness? I don't know, uh Corday. What <laughs> I think you you would you would know. Yeah. I can't lurk in the darkness. I can't lurk in the darkness, man. I'm too pale. I glow in the darkness. Alright. I can't lurk. Can't lurk in the darkness. I lurk in the clouds. Do you have a plan? Nope. 
This is how you guys entertain by this. I'm going to rip his dick off. This is what this card says. Whose dick are they talking about? Anybody have any guess? Go ahead, throw out some guesses. Whose dick is... She did write this. Pam. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you, are you telling me... Are you telling me Jim is going to get his dick ripped off in the office? Is that season uh, nine, episode one? Whatever fucking season it's on. Uh, um, I mean, you know, uh, that's that's a good question because everybody loves Jim. My little brother hates Jim. He's like, he's a fucking asshole. You know? He's a dick. Working at, for some fucking paper comp- company. G- always getting added to, looking at the camera. These fucking guys, you know, will fucking quit then, you know? Being a dick about it. Fucking, you know, fucking lighten up, Jim. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> always looking at the camera. Always got an attitude and shit. At least you got a fucking g- good job. Fuck. Anyway. Is alcohol bad? No, it's not bad. It's great. What you got in that? What you got in that? Uh, in that thing over there? What you sipping on? Really? Don't fucking lie to me. I know, I know, I know, the, I know the routine. Don't fucking lie to me. Mm. Just cheaper vodka. Where were you at that you saw a twelve dollar vodka and there wasn't another option? This. So you only get nice and pretty vodkas. All right. You don't know about you don't know about New Amsterdam. Okay, well, yeah, if you want some high-end vodka. Well, if you want me to put something in there for you, I got you. Are you in the grown-up club? I did that last night. You guys were all here for that. This is going good. I know. Thus the... Then that was only for you. Was it funny? Damn, who do you look like? Man, you look like fucking Hey Arnold and shit over here. Don't he look like a fucking high-ass Hey Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, your, your fucking eyes are in two different fucking zip codes. Anyway. <laughs> you, I, you got some, your eyes are far apart from each other. Just think about that when you look in the mirror later. All right, a little bit of cruelty. I'm sorry, man. Do you accept my apology? Should we just get on with the show? All right. How many house plants do you have? Anybody want to take this one? 
Zero. You got two. What do you, what plants you got? Black rose. Black rose. Succulents, huh? Black rose succulents, huh? Very sexual. All right. Do you fuck your plants? Okay. Babies? Anybody? It's great. Who's having a good time? Fucking shit. Well, you guys don't have nothing better to do? <laughs> Damn, dude. Why do you have me host the weakest, fucking the most, the least attended? <laughs> shit. Hey, man, y'all need to fucking get on Facebook and promote Mutiny Radio, man. Because this shit is, you know what I'm saying? This is a beautiful. <laughs> no, it deserves more. Okay? There needs to be more fucking people here. And I'm trying to have a genuine, honest, heartfelt moment here. What's your name again? Corbin. I'm trying to have a fucking moment. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, fucking Mutiny Radio... Where would you guys be right now if it weren't for Mutiny Radio? And, you know, that's what you hear. And this is way better, right? Way better. That sneeze sounded... That fucking... That sneeze sounded sarcastic, sir. Sounded like a sarcastic sneeze. Um... <laughs> he, this man comes in his fucking black rose succulents. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Um, should we get it started? Are you are you running the show over here? No, I mean, who's supervising this? I mean. Yeah, you crossed the line, buddy. <laughs> all right, well, you know, you guys, all right, look, I'm going to fucking bring y'all up. And you guys are going to have to make these fucking fuckers laugh. Can you do that? Yeah. Are you guys going to be able to do that? Yeah. You make these fucking, make these fucking, so you better get the fuck off your phone, partner. Because, you know what I'm saying, you part of this audience right now. And if you're on your phone while motherfuckers is up here talking... You know, writing jokes and shit. All right. Okay. All right. Well, this is. Let me. T I'm gonna try. We're gonna. We're gonna make. We're gonna have a good time tonight. Okay. We're gonna have a. Uh, we're gonna have a good fucking time. We're gonna have a good time. Let me tell you. Somebody's not here. Somebody's missing. Somebody. Because it's, it's, it's seven of y'all and it's eight people on the list. Huh? The first guy is not here. That's what I thought. 
That's a good call, Jonah. Because, of course, naturally, if the guy's not here, you can't bring him up. So, I, you know, that's excellent logic there. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and do that. We're going to bring up the next guy. The first guy. He's the, both the next guy and the first guy, which is the first, the first time I've seen something like that happen. First time I've seen somebody be the next guy and the first guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, you guys are you guys are a sad bunch. But I am I am also so. It's gonna be we're gonna have a great time tonight. Hey Alex, you got some jokes, bro? Uh, you're going next and first. You ready? Put your fucking hands together, you six motherfuckers. Yeah. Alex Woody. I was going to go drain the foreskin, but I have to hold it in. That's a good thing, though. You can hold stuff in there. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an extra pocket. It's great. Put a Skittle in there. Eat it later. It's got like a twangy taste to it. Oh, you Snapchatting any whores there, buddy? Cordell? Yeah. BBW? Redbone? Redbone? Oh my god, the coffee Latinas are amazing. I'm glad this really turned into a podcast. <laughs> the fuck? What are we, sisters? Come on, what the fuck is this? Corbin, 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 the podcast is over. It's over. I love your name, but it's over, okay? Unbelievable. You know what the worst thing is, is when someone calls you and they want to describe a funeral. Like, motherfucker, I've been to a funeral. Like, you're getting me to your, your level of sadness. I'm already sad. All right? The casket was open. I don't need to hear that. You know what I mean? I don't need to have post-traumatic stress. I'm already having issues. And this is the worst part about it. I'm high. Have you ever gotten high and someone just gives you bad news? The worst, <laughs> the worst is when you're high and that person, like a friend, calls you and they're like just hating on weed. Like, well, weed has, like, ruined my life. Like, I'm so glad I'm off of it. Like, I'm doing so much better. I'm sitting there, like, two edibles deep, a couple joints. You know, my kid's crying. I got the headphones on, listening to Ozzy. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm bored in life. Is that depression? I'm bored. I hate Netflix. I scroll. I don't watch anything. It's not interesting. I don't want to learn. I want to veg out. All right? I'm done with it. Okay? I, I, I don't know how to read well, so I'm not reading. And that gives me headaches. You ever try reading high? It's impossible. The words are moving. You got to put them together. That might be my dyslexia. How do you say it? I can't even talk right now. Okay? This is what happens when you're too bored, but you're not smart enough to realize there's stuff to kill your cure your boredom <sighs> there is well uh 
Welcome to Cockfest 2019. I like this. this is, oh, I'm not scaring him away. I'm just right there, Luke Newman. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. No, no. Oh. Oh my God. No, no. Definitely not gonna talk about dogs now. Definitely not. Right. No. Totally. Um, this is great. This is a great. <laughs> Handle this, please. Like I, I, I know like Hillary's up for re-election and shit, but come on, this ain't the voting poll, all right, guy. Uh, sorry, it's just come on. That wasn't courtesy talking about the dog and shit. That's like those people I was talking about that call you and bring you down. That brought my sit down. I was about to, I was about to light on fire. Come on, let's be honest. You know what I mean? And she came in. No, it was already ruined. But she came in kind of, come on, bitch. I don't want to learn about the dog. And let's not say bitch. <laughs> let's not say that. Call them Huns, okay? That's what I got to do. Huh? <laughs> Anyone can go better than Luke. My grandma on Dilaudid's could have had a better set, dude. <laughs> but you know what I like about him? He doesn't give a fuck. And that's... <laughs> Like drinking a fifth before the set so first year, right? <laughs> oh, fuck it. So I wanted to tell a story. Um, Luke was there. I tried to get him to be part of the set. Luke, uh, perfect timing. I'm talking about the Emeryville mic. So what happened was I get in the zone when I get high, all right? And it's this new Emeryville mic bar, Asian uh, fusion restaurant, bistro, a lot of people, at least 50, right? Uh, no, sir. No, this isn't the 20s. This, we're not on a river boat playing fucking blackjack, all right? Maverick. That was a great Mel Gibson movie. So anyways, I'm fucking by the bathroom, two all-gender bathrooms, of course, right? Your own personal thing, right? I see a woman go in one with a guy. To me, that's hooking up. Then, what are we pointing at? What the f... <laughs> oh, oh, he's locking this. Okay. There we go. Now it looks like I'm doing comedy, you know? So, the story. Can I get back to it, guy? Okay. So, Emeryville, I see this girl go in the bathroom with a guy, right? And this other guy is like, oh, yeah, I, I hooked that up. So, I'm assuming they're hooking up, right? I go back. I smoke a little bit with some black guys. I'm really high before my set. Too high. I feel like an idiot. What am I doing here? I'm, like, questioning everything, right? And I see that same chick at the bar right before my set with a different guy and they look like they're a couple. He's got the purse and the sweatshirt, right? They look like 
you know, maybe they have a house or apartment together and a little chihuahua, all right, that they take on walks Sundays, right? I see the woman as I'm stalking, watching, right? Maybe I should be paying attention to my fucking set, but I'm watching these people instead because I haven't jerked off all day. So, right? She's looking at that guy I saw her in the bathroom with. He flashed me right when I said jerk off. Come on, guy. Can't a chubby guy talk about masturbation anymore? She, she's looking at the guy she went in the bathroom with, and then I see her leave. And this doofus boyfriend, he's sitting there, and he's kind of looking, and he's like double taken. and I swear they're holding hands, and they disappear by the bathroom, right? I got to bring this up. So I walk up. And I'm like, I'm pulling some Jerry Springer shit. And I told the guy, your girl's getting fucked in the bathroom. And I just start. (laughs) There you go. Well, I didn't really get in trouble. Just it didn't really go the way I wanted. She came out. But I was gone. He was mad. Yeah, I embarrassed him. But you know what? He needed. Well, here's here's the thing. Apparently, they weren't cheating. Apparently, they were doing cocaine. That whole... What? Yeah, I thought... I, dude, I'm still convinced she was blowing the other guy or something. How many girls have you lured with cocaine? I've done a couple. You know what I mean? No, I've done it a couple times. San Diego, remember? Back in 2009, girls loved cocaine. Am I right? But you know other girls, they'll do whatever on cocaine, Right? They'll hang out naked. They'll play Twister. It's a long time. Uh, it's a long night. Okay. Yeah, wrap it up. Okay. Um, thank you, guys. My name is Alex Woody. Or they. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, cocaine. Does anybody have any? Okay. Take that burp as a no. Yeah, I believe so, yes, right, Capital? Weed in here? Yeah, but not no spliffs, though, right? Got to be pure ganja. <sighs> you don't know what a spliff is? Oh, you really, you from the hood, for sure. Oh, you don't smoke, period, nothing. Oh, you, so you're not from the hood, okay. Um, all right. All right, so... You know, this is Madison. This is, you know, it's just a laid back open mic. If you can't tell. If you couldn't tell. If you couldn't tell. Okay. (laughs) 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 Who's up next? Uh, Jonah, you're up next. Okay. All right, everybody fucking clapping shit for Jonah Pollock. All right, I see that, I see Mutiny Radio now has some sort of, <laughs> I meant that to happen. I meant that to happen. I'm s- I am such a fucking punk rocker, I'm like, I'm going to come on stage, I'm going to take this $600 electronic device uh, that I just finished paying off, and I'm going to destroy it uh, to show how cool I am. No, uh, see, Mutiny now has altars in the fucking room to burn incest to get rid of the bad vibes. If Mutiny wants there to be less bad vibes in here, there's going to have to be a lot more than one little fucking stand for some incest. You're going to have to have, like, fucking Jewish priests burning a lamb to God or something uh, to get things over the hump here. Am I right? Hell yeah. 
I know, I know I'm right. Uh, been sniffling all week. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you on that? You are, you, are you on that trip? You got that trip going? Yeah, that trip going. Is it like? Is it like? I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of money, so I don't snort cocaine. Around a lot of comics who don't have money, they're still still somehow snorting cocaine. Uh, here's a. You brought a burrito. Oh shit! Can I? All right, now I'm a prop comic. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you all something. Bugs in there? Yeah, larvae and shit. Larvae and shit. All right, clearly uh, you did not study natural sciences in college. Uh, <laughs> you did? Uh, wait, what, bra- what branch of science did you study? Biology. Uh, would you try and like use that like romantically to, like be like let me tell you about your musculature or anything like <laughs> did you try to look impressive so wait, what caused you to fail at it were you just you weren't good at it you didn't you didn't study hard uh, you got busted cheating what what caused it to not work out so you successfully cheated on occasion Okay, so not only are you bad at natural sciences, you're bad at networking. You, if you want to cheat, uh, you have to get in with the good cheaters and kiss their ass a little bit. That is how this works, including comedy. There are bad comics who just know how to kiss ass with comics who run shows. Uh, this is now a seminar on how to succeed in stand-up comedy, yeah. You have to suck the... I'm putting on a seminar on how to, I'm not exemplifying how to succeed in comedy. I'm backbiting people all the time and it is totally getting to them. Learn from your mistakes. Or just be on a death trip and eventually just do enough cocaine until you're broke and dying. That's also one way to go. Okay. All right. I walked the one woman in the room, so I am a true mutiny comic. Let's do this. Uh, (laughs) All right. Now we can talk about fucking Tinder chicks, am I right? So you guys, I had these like 20 Tinder chicks in my feed who I matched with, who I totally haven't messaged. I'm like, I'll get around to it when I think of the right thing to say, am I right? And you're back. I mean, where, where could she go? Like, there is, I mean, there is also, there is a mental hospital right up the street and that is a safe space. I'm sorry. Normally, I'm a nice person. All right. All right, another stand-up comedy lesson. When you're on stage with a microphone, you are a sociopath. That is necessary. I don't care how nice a person you are. You fucking babysit your friend's children. You, like, work with, like, I don't know, fucking wipe the butts of people who, like, can't physically wipe their own butts. When you're up here, you are a monster. Uh... Yeah, I'm usually, I'm not, I'm, (laughs) what success? (laughs) Uh, My success comes from dumping pollutants into rivers. That's, that's the ticket. Um, I did used to, I used to deal the Adderall that I got from a prescription. Yeah, yeah, no, I got, I got Adderall for like 20 years and uh, they told me it was like medicinal, which I don't know how speed can be medicinal, 
But uh, they explained to me that I, because of ADD, I was going to have a hard time staying employed. So it was medicinal in that they were giving it to me as a secondary uh, revenue stream. <laughs> They're like, you are going to need this to pay your rent indefinitely. Uh, yeah, I did. I stopped taking Adderall, though. And my friends were like, why the hell did you give up like a gram and a half a month of like clean medical grade methamphetamine? And I was like, I don't want to have to lie to my doctor about needing it. Like, <laughs> think about what happens after a while. You go into the doctor, and they're like, so you're on 50 milligrams of speed a day, but you're 195 pounds. Uh, we're going to have to cut out your thyroid. Uh, was it better fucking at Utah when I said I think you have thyroid cancer? Oh, I said 190? I mean, I'm 180, but, like, I'm trying to – 180, that doesn't sound suspicious. But BMI doesn't take into account fitness level. Tom Brady is... Did you know that according to BMI, Tom Brady is obese? Yeah. BMI assumes that everyone is a lazy piece of shit with no muscles. BMI was just created so that even people in good shape have, like, body dysmorphia issues. <laughs> it's like, if... Yeah. BMI was created by, like, a mean girl person who just wanted, yeah, ev like, let's have everyone be bulimic and anorexic. Um, yeah, wow. You know what? I entertained the fantasy that I was going to turn around the energy in this room, and uh, I'm glad that I got smacked on my ass because, you know, every time you think you're getting better in comedy, it's important to be reminded you are only one mutiny set away uh, from feeling like a complete and total failure. Uh, this is what makes mutiny fun. Yeah. Yeah, but at least people, people used to fail at mutiny while drinking and doing like nitrous oxide. Now you have to s Whatever happened to people passing around like, w like whippet canisters? That used to be a thing here. You used to see the... Weed? Are you just giving me a tin full of weed? Holy shit. Oh my God! This is really happening right now. But like, I do have a respiratory infection. Can I? All right. Uh, yeah. You're you're too mentally stable to be Pam. Do you think Pam listens back to every episode that's recorded here to see if she gets referenced? <laughs> As opposed to all the other great stuff she's doing? Uh, this burrito has heft. Uh, all right. <laughs> It smells completely neutral. Open it, open it. No, take a bite, take a bite. No, take a bite, take a bite. It is, it is cold like a corpse. Uh, I would eat it. Jonah Pollock, everybody, give it up for him.
Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna come back and we're like, where did my fucking burrito go? Hey, who turned off these fucking lights? <laughs> no, they don't. Everybody shut the fuck up. Shut up, everybody. This isn't a goddamn, this isn't a goddamn, uh, you know, free-for-all. Okay? Who turned these fucking lights off? They keep going off against my will. You know what? Fuck them, then. You know, you know what? This is wild. I feel like I've lost control of the room. What do you, why are you giving somebody else's burrito up? Why'd you do that? They might. Okay. All right. I mean, that's cold. That's cold, but that's but that's reality. I can dig it. Okay. You know what? I I respect your fucking. You know what I'm saying? Your harsh re- nature of reality approach to that. Um, I respect that. Don't leave your fucking chop suey lying around because it will. Somebody will fucking eat it. Uh, and I will make sure of that. Um, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, you were talking about Adderall. Yeah, I did some Adderall. (laughs) This guy's funny. (laughs) Oh, no, because they told my little brother he had ADHD, uh, and they might have to give him Adderall. I was like, yeah, yeah, he got it. Yeah, stock that in our cabinet. <laughs> and uh, so I did some Adderall. Cool. All right. <clears throat> See what's going on here. Jonah Pollock, done. Alex Woody, done. The next guy we got coming up looks like some kind of Asian name. I'm assuming that's you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> Tone Lamb. Come on. I already know that. Everybody give up for Tone Lamb right here. It's actually Tuan, Tuan Lamb. I'm ethnic. Don't worry about that. Look at my eyes. 
was your what was your name? Tell tell me your name. Madison. Madison. What do you think of my hair? Be honest. I do look like a girl. I do look like a girl. No, a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys stare at me. A lot of guys stare at me. And then, but then they look away, right? No, but I caught them. I caught them. For a second there, they wanted to fuck me, you know? No, it's all sorts of guys. I'd be driving around. I swear to God, people would be squinting and just, I don't know. I'm causing half the accidents. No, I can't. I'm Asian. It's very rare for Asian people to have a push-up bra. Why would I need a push-up bra? Oh God. They wear makeup. We don't wear makeup. That's a lie already. But girls, it's easy to make a girl laugh than it is a guy, though. What the fuck? Those are some real. <laughs> That's not normal. Yeah, he's the expert. He 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 has the most clout. I can tell. This guy right here, the most status. Clout. Is it Mm. It's okay. Luke's white. He can say whatever he wants and get away with it and no consequences and everybody still loves him. Right, Luke? That's right. I'm Viet I like okay, I'm so I'm Vietnamese and I, I tell people I was born in Vietnam and I haven't been back. And I would be I would meeting I'll be meeting like uh like white people and be like, Oh, you haven't been back? I've I've been there. I guess I'm more Vietnamese than you. <laughs> no, that's not how it does work. No, ancestry proves me right. You're just a tourist. Like you can't just go to Africa and all of a sudden join a tribe. Hey, I'm part of a tribe now. Also, I guess it's the N word. <laughs> Unless you're white. <laughs> if if you're white, if you're white, you can because it you, you know white people did start. Start saying the N-word, so. Cultural appropriation? No? That's not a good joke? <laughs> I don't have an accent. <laughs> Scares all the white folks, all the males, because I have a chance of dating their daughter. No, I don't have a chance. I don't know. I, they, they raised them wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. I was a theater major. Huh? All right. That didn't work. Okay. I was a theater major. So naturally, I'm a Lyft driver. That that's a good joke. You guys weren't listening, obviously. Uh, so Lyft, 
No, uh, let me explain. My lift passages, like, don't, don't think I have, uh, they're surprised that I have free will. Like, I, like I can't, dec- like, I can decline them, right? But, but they'll be like, oh, no, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You got a gun in my head? Where was I going with this? Free will, lift driver. No, you can't force, okay, all right, okay. If, if I, we're gonna abandon that. If I miss the marker by like 50 feet, uh, don't, don't come into my car and go, hey, you, you should have made a left back there. You missed it by uh, 50 feet. Or do you want me to tip you now? Is this, I'm sorry, uh, you want some real-time cash settlement for your pain and suffering, Brenda? Why don't you, why don't you just walk to your booty con next time? Because uh, I'm tired of being a third wheel. None? I got a man humming on my set. I never had this happen. It's cold-blooded. Can't catch a break. Every time uh, a hot girl like requests me, every time a hot girl requests a rise, he always cancels. You know, so I was, I was thinking, why don't they combine Lyft and Bumble? You know, it's good. Get a free ride in the first date. Okay, we need relatable jokes. Let's do let's let's get one relatable joke in and then I'll get off the stage. Uh everybody's wearing some sort of jacket, uh leather, suede, and denim. Okay. That one's orange. Uh leather, suede, and denim jackets. What type of demographic do those people do in their spare time? Uh complain. They also eat. Let's let's talk eat. You Hipsters, she's eating. She was eating. Uh-huh. Right, right. But no, they don't have daughters, though, apparently, so it's not relatable. Uh, so let's see what's relatable here. <laughs> he got a point. He got a point. <laughs> uh. 